Hey lovelies, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life. But I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. The beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 26, Balancing to Serve. Good morning, peeps. So, not sure what time it is where you are, but it is pretty early here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana on this amazing Sunday. Um, I just absolutely love when these podcasts become like a real random middle of the night, gotta get it off my chest and my heart or I'm not going to sleep. So there's your present. You're up early with me and I appreciate it. Um, This has been a fun week. I'm pretty sure the entire world has sent their children back to school. I have seen the Facebook posts, I've seen the Instagram posts, I've seen pictures being shared via text. All the parents out there are super excited that their little people have somewhere to go during the day. So I kind of feel like I'm back on task too now that school has started because while I do not have any children, um, the job that I have is in support of the school district. So a lot of our busyness was during the summer just trying to get everything back together before the opening of school so trust me i was right there with you couldn't wait for the day ready to get this year started um this podcast i'm gonna do my best to stay um concise because when there's a big topic and you know you only have a short amount of time to talk about it you try and look for the highs and the lows of how you can navigate it and it makes sense to those that are listening because in my head it makes sense because it's all running together i have all of the background the side ground the foreground and so trying to make sure that i give it to you guys in that succinct succinct way is gonna be fun so anyway um Typically, something happens and it just produces a, a, a new train of thought or a different train of thought. And whenever we're talking about freedom or getting free or becoming free, nine times out of ten, that means a perspective has changed. A situation may have not changed, but how you think about it, feel about it, look at it, tends to have made a shift. So... Um, I've been working with this nonprofit group for a little under a year, and many of you, you know, heard me talk about it and how, you know, the blessings that God can give you through serving others. And, you know, typically it's usually in an avenue of life that you did not think. And for me, I had it sewed up that I was going to, you know, serve young women between the ages of 18 and 30 and I had it all sewed up but God gave me the complete opposite and he gave me young men that happened to be a lot 
younger than that age bracket. But nonetheless, um, just kind of seeing things evolve with this, um, with this group has been very eye-opening. And I'll give you a little bit about what happened on yesterday that kind of really tugged at my heart. So one of the things that I'm continuing to learn is that serving other people typically looks different than what we have it in our head, right? And that doesn't mean that situations don't come about to where, you know, you it may be a temporary thing. You may have a heart for an event or a moment and that's okay too but when it's a a a a longer tug so to speak you know the phases in which you serve or how you serve tends to look a little bit different so i'll tell you about yesterday so this group um they were changing locations for where the kids were going to be housed and so I kind of showed up towards the end of it um, just to see, you know, kind of what's going on, offer up my services, so on and so forth. And for those of you who know me and though I mean, really, really know me, you know, I'm a fixer. I'm a jump in, take charge, take over and run with it. And not in an arrogant way, but, you know, I'm always thinking, how can I make it better? What can I do more of? What 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 position should I hold? So a lot of times, and I will be the first to admit it, that I am probably overstepping my boundaries. So if I've done this to any of you who are listening, I sincerely apologize, like really charge it to my head, not my heart, because I'm not trying to be that way. But, you know, I just want to be there in it, around it, whatever. Well, you know, just kind of observing everything and just processing it all and just seeing the looks on the faces of a lot of the individuals that are in charge. You know, I just kind of sat there and processed and was just asking myself, okay, so what is my role in this moment? And I'll tell you guys, this is very new for me because most times it is a a jump in act and then think about it later. But God knows that I have been really praying and just trying to get freed from that because I think when you don't, and this is where the whole balancing comes in, if you don't, then you can easily get burnt out, especially burnt out on an assignment that may or may not be yours, or you may be tackling that assignment in a way in which God has not um, saw fit for it. So just kind of being aware, like, what is expected of me today? Like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? So nonetheless, you know, I'm kind of seeing the exchange, listening to the conversations. And, you know, there's so many things, right, that are coming up. Well, you know, asking people, do you think about this? or Did you think about that? Or what about this? Or what about that? But for whatever reason, and, and not for whatever reason, because I know exactly why, um, when we pray for things, um, most times we are generally asking God do it now. And don't get me wrong, he has all of the capabilities to do it right now. But he also understands how important it is for us to get it. So in order for us to get it, how he answers it may look a little different than we have it framed up in our head. So 
as I'm sitting there thinking all these things and all the things I would love to say, it didn't quite come out that way. And I think a large part of it is, is understanding how to serve and what that looks like. And so when we think about the action part of it, the jumping in, the doing stuff, the taking over, the running with it, in our minds, that's what people need, right? They need, you know, for us to come in, push them to the side, and we got it because we want to give them a break. We want to give them whatever. But in this moment, it was so important for me to be quiet and observe and say very little. Um, one, because here, here's what I'm learning. Serving can sometimes be providing encouragement, providing a listening ear. Um, it may be about providing a solution or it may be about, you know, actually doing something. But I'm learning that standing in the gap or filling in the gap in a situation may require you to do something that looks a little bit different than what you've done before. So fast forward, I'm kind of, you know, again, hearing what I'm hearing and processing. And when it was time to leave and, you know, I'm saying my goodbyes, I get in the car and I am taking this little 15 minute trip home. And what I normally do is that I'm thinking through all of the different things that, man, I I would do this, I would do that, I would do this. And literally, it's like the Lord began to quiet me and say, that's not your place. That's not your role. That's not even what's desired. Because here's here's something that that happens to me. Um, Most times... You have to kind of understand what's going on before you say something. Because sometimes an individual could have heard that same suggestion 50 million times. And just because it has not come into fruition does not mean that they haven't thought about it or they don't have a plan. So that was a lesson learned for me that I immediately jumped in and say, well, did you do this? Did you do this? Have you done that? And, you know, you can definitely get those nonverbal cues where someone's rolling their eyes or they're just kind of looking up in the ceiling and sighing and like, okay, I've heard this five times. So having that discernment around, is that really what they need? Do they need me to tell them something and be Captain Obvious, right? So I'm thinking about this as I'm driving home. And there is a phrase that kept popping up in my head and it was like, you know, they need your your head, not your heart right now. And that sounds funny, right? It sounds cold and standoffish and and I don't know what to me it did. And and maybe to anyone else it, it didn't. But I kept hearing that your head is needed right now, not your heart. And so, you know, I sent one of the leaders of this organization kind of that that phrase like man I just was kind of thinking about what's the role I'm supposed to play and it and it was very evident to me that it was about my head and not my heart and so if I can explain that the best I can it's when we at times are leading or serving with our heart we are super passionate and passion is good passion is what's needed But sometimes strategy is needed, right? Sometimes 
um, implementation is needed. Sometimes you need to just be still so you can receive instruction and be able to execute as designed. And so that's what came to mind when I kept hearing the phrase, you know, they need my head and not my heart. Because the other thing that I know about myself is, is when I'm passionate, I can get frustrated at individuals because you're not listening to me and I'm on the outside and I see it and it becomes a whole thing and I completely lose focus of what it is that I'm there for because my agenda becomes so important, right? And so when I think about, you know, using my my head and not my heart, it also allows me to control my emotions a little bit better. Case in point, a <laughs> couple of days ago, um, with this same organization, there were some some tasks that were asked of me. And it just seemed real directive. It seemed like I need you to do this, 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 and this. And I kind of stood back and I was a little taken off guard about it. And I was like, okay, so what's going on? And, you know, definitely stand by, you know, kind of how I felt. But I think I began to see and things began to evolve that, you know what, though? Use your head, not your heart. Because understanding what's going on and, 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 and especially the pressures of nonprofits or the pressures of any type of ministry, right, in which someone is leading, resources are limited, time is limited, patience is limited. And so when you understand that, you can walk into that place and not take everything personally and not take everything as, oh my God, a crisis, but you can truly stand in and be what you need to be. And so going back to that term balance, you have to create that balance within yourself to be able to understand the role in which you play, right? So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. So I think so often um, in the world, it is all about me, right? We have a huge, tremendous me movement. Um, You got to do you, you got to make time for you, you got to, you know, put you first. And don't get me wrong, that is a very true thing um because i think about how that relates to serving like if you are empty if you are not filled then it's going to be very difficult for you to stand in the gap of others right you're 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 running on empty emotions are high you're frustrated you're not serving and loving and doing as well as you could if you were filled and so when i think about the world's interpretation of of putting you first and doing me, just going to be honest, a lot of times it's very superficial. Now, hear me and hear me good. I am not saying that you should not take time to regroup, that you shouldn't do the things that you enjoy. But let's be honest, because I'm talking to all of you guys who are on this journey with me. It's important to allow God to do the feeling right because that is a well that never runs dry. You never have to to worry about those resources not being there. You never have to worry about paying for what he offers, right? You know, we may not always have money to go to the spot. We may not always have money to go to that retreat or whatever, but the time that we spend with God is always available. So 
I say that to say because that is probably one of the the steps of the balancing. And so I'll 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 give you a little bit of yesterday. So that morning I was working on something and I began to really like pray in the spirit. Don't know why, don't know why it was so intense, but it was such a a deep felt prayer and I didn't know what it was for, what it was about, but you know, I knew that it was important and I believe wholeheartedly that that was the beginning of the transformation of my mind, right? My transformation of thought. And again, when we're entreating God and we're asking him to to do something for us, we don't know in which way that that, that answered prayer is going to play out. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. So fast forward, you know, being able to really reflect and being able to meet whatever needs it was with this particular project was so important and it needed for me to have a balance in thought. It needed for me to have, you know, more of a strategic thought prep, thought process. So here we back again to that, that head and that heart comparison or analogy, um, so before I get too far, I definitely don't want to forget to provide um, the scripture that kind of sums all this up for me. And there's so many of them that that talk about serving others and understanding, you know, that Jesus was the ultimate server, right? Like he definitely filled in the gaps to be our Lord and Savior. He was probably, you know, the most humble he was the most humble individual that ever walked on this earth. So there are so many examples. And, you know, I could sit here all day and go through all the scriptures that give you a better insight to what it looks like to serve. But I landed on Colossians 3, 23 and 24 from the NIV. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So let's sum all this up and what that scripture means to me. So when I think about the the situation that I was a part of in this, this group that I've had the pleasure of, of standing beside, so to speak, you know, it has gotten easier when I think about what it should look like unto God. Because I think whenever we are aligned with him and his word, how we interact, what we do, how we stand, how we feel, the energy that we put out is going to look so different than trying to do it for our own um, self-feeling. So a lot of people give to charities. They they are on all these committees. They do all these things because they want to feel good. Hey, and that may be your thing, but I want to walk into every situation that I'm in knowing that what I'm doing is to glorify the kingdom, to advance the kingdom. And once you walk into a situation like that, you're willing to jump in and do whatever is needed. You don't have to be leading the project, the mission, the the organization. 
you can be very much content with flipping those hats around from time to time and not allowing your emotions to drive you to feeling like you're insignificant if people aren't embracing your ideas or feeling insignificant if people want to do it a different way. And I believe wholeheartedly that God is continuing to show me how to serve others, how he did them, to understand that everything that I'm doing is a, a, I can either give the kingdom a, a black eye, or I can give them a true, beautiful, high voltage light. It's all depending on what, you know, perspective that I take. So, you know, I am hoping that in listening to this, there's a couple of things that you will take away. Understanding what the true purpose is behind serving others and understanding exactly what balance is needed. First and foremost, you've got to be filled. You have to be in a place to where you have the time, energy, heart, and all of that. And I'll say this one thing. Something else that kind of came up. So like I told you guys in the beginning, bear with me. I'm trying to compact all of it in a matter of 20 minutes or so. Um, As I was sitting down yesterday, I have probably been the most unorganized, organized person you may ever want to meet, right? So I think that I'm very structured, but I'm random at the same time. So... I have been using a planner for the first time in a long time and I've bought them. I've had them before. They've been given to me, all that good stuff. But my cousins gave me one for Christmas um, this past December and I love it and it's beautiful and I've actually used it. But one of the things that it has shown me is there is a need to keep up with it all, right? Because half of the, the the issues that we run into when we're talking about the balancing to serve others is that if we don't have a plan in place for all of our competing priorities, then it's going to be so hard to, to kind of look at your day-to-day, your week-to-week holistically to be able to have that margin to do those things right to advance the kingdom. So looking at my planner and just plotting out things, it gives me such a, a better view of, okay, this is what's coming up. Can I fully dedicate this time to what it is? It's kind of like this weekend, I was able to show up with the group, even if it was for just a couple of hours, come back home, do some things and help out because I knew I didn't have anything pressing. I know that in the next couple of weekends, things are about to kick off for me for my group. I got some things going on at church and work and all of that. But being able to take the time to look at where you're spending your time, what you got going on, definitely helps you um kind of include those things in that you are desiring to do. So that was my little plug about planning. I know this wasn't what this was about, but hey, to me, that is a very important nugget as far as the balancing. And then the third point was making sure that you use discernment in what it is that you're to be doing at that particular time. Like I said, the biggest eye-opener for me is understanding the role that's needed could be very different than the role that's desired. 
And that's a whole nother 10 minutes that I won't give you. But just know it's something to reflect on. You know, the role you desire may not be the role that you've been given. And that's okay. Because if you are truly, truly wanting to serve others as you are serving Christ, then you're going to be willing to be obedient with whatever. So I hope that these 25 minutes have been beneficial and very practical because sometimes getting unapologetically free isn't about the big things, right? It isn't about the 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 deep-rooted longings of your heart. It's sometimes looking at those things that may be slightly surface and be able to attack them little by little, piece by piece, to be able to get that joy and that deliverance and that peace that you're looking for. All it takes is us just finding a little time to balance all of our thoughts. That word balance is going to be key as we continue to becoming free.